0: Hey everybody, this is Shannon, co-host of Terror Talk Podcast. I wanted to let you guys know that this show idea today for American Murder, the Family Next Door came from a listener. Her name is Casey on Instagram and her handle is case face space. So case face space gave us this idea and uh, hit her up Thank her for the idea if you liked the episode. Also, we just started a full month of daily minicasts on our Patreon page for the month of December. I'm hoping that after December, we'll keep up some regularity with that. In fact, I know we will. So if you'd like to be a part of our membership, which includes bonus content, early access, and a private Discord server, please, 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 please sign up to be part of our membership on Patreon. So go to patreon.com forward slash tarot talk. And join up—it's literally five bucks a month. We'll get you into the Discord server and bonus content. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello, hello. Today on the show, we are going to speak about the Watts family, um, the murder of Shanann Watts by her husband. So. On, let me just, I guess I'll just start by describing what we're talking about for those who maybe don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On August 13th, 2018, uh, Mr. Watts's wife, Chris's, Chris's wife, Shanann Watts, 34, um, who was 15 weeks pregnant and the couple's young daughters were reported missing. That's how it started. Uh, we're also going to talk uh, uh, as well about the doc, the Netflix documentary, which is called American murder. And so we'll get to that, but, so they were reported missing. And then three days later, the authorities announced that Miss Watts' body and the bodies of her daughters, Bella, four, and Celeste, three, had been found on the property of the Anadarko Petroleum Corporation, the oil company that employed Mr. Watts. Who's the dad and husband in this scenario? Mr. Watts's arrest the day before the announcement um, put an end to the nearly three-day search because there was a search. Everybody thought they were missing and there were those um, pleading news stories where the husband was pleading for, you know the public to find his wife and children. This is occurring 30 miles north of Denver, by the way. This is in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So the 20-person Frederick uh, Frederick Police Department worked around the clock, and the search effort eventually grew into include the Colorado Bureau of Investigation and the FBI. Uh, according to the police, Mr. Watts had been having an affair with a coworker, and in the early hours of August 13th, he told his wife he wanted to separate. He told the police afterward um, that he had looked at the family's baby monitor and had seen his wife. He, you know, this was his story originally. Was that he had looked at the fam- family's baby monitor and had seen his wife strangling their younger daughter Celeste? He said that their older daughter Bella was lying on her bed and that she had looked blue already. And after that, he said he strangled his wife. So he tried to make it seem like the wife, you know, Shanann had killed the children, and so he was killing his wife out of rage for her killing the children. Yep. Um, originally. Uh, though Mr. Watts initially insisted that he had not killed his children, he did say that he had dumped their bodies in oil tanks and had buried his wife nearby. So he initially he was copying to killing his wife and also dumping all of their bodies. But then later he admitted to killing all three and disposing of their bodies. And that uh, was mostly to avoid the death penalty, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His
1: admission was... Mm-hmm. Was the motivation, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would have
0: kept with that story, although nobody believed it. Yeah, he apparently smothered them with pillows. Should we talk a little bit
1: about um, familicide or,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: So, um, or family annihilators is another term that's sometimes used to describe primarily men. Mostly white males in their 30s who murder their entire families. It's oftentimes, you and I were talking about this before, it's oftentimes followed by suicide, Mm -hmm. but not always. Um, We had an episode a long time ago, you can look back, where we talked about men who kill their wives and some of the risk factors. So we do know that things like being in debt... And not being able to see a way out of a situation. Which was
0: the case in this.
1: Yeah, $70,000 in debt. They were $70,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that can certainly be a reason. One of the things that we don't know, and this came up in the documentary, was we get this feeling, and there's some reports of this was a couple who loved using social media and videos to portray the perfect family.
0: Like a lot of people do. A lot
1: of people do. However, there were some really deep, dark things going on between them. Yeah. We don't know if there was domestic violence. So certain things that might add or perpetuate a certain situation or, because as outsiders and the way that the Netflix series presents it is this sort of happened very quickly. It was impulsive, but we don't really know what their dynamic was, but we do start to gain some suspicion through watching it. And through some of the other things you and I have read Mm -hmm. that, um, there were a lot of things leading up to this and they were very, they were far from the perfect couple.
0: Far from the perfect couple. I mean, there are articles that suggest people, the neighbors were hearing them fight for, for weeks and weeks before this ever happened. Um, he had communicated to Shanann that he didn't want the baby that was she was pregnant with. Um, and most notably, which we haven't mentioned yet, is that he was having an affair. Mm-hmm. And that is a big part of the documentary's thesis around why he ended up killing his whole family, is that he wanted to go and be with this other person and start this other family. But then, of course, as you're saying, like, I think the question that the general public would ask is that why kill them? Just get a divorce. Right. Mm -hmm. So why, why do we think a family annihilator does that over like getting a divorce? (laughs) Like why? Yeah, I mean,
1: so, I mean, here, this is where it's like, you know, anybody's guess. But if if we're going to look at this, we can look at this in different ways. First of all, let's just take the road of insanity. Okay. Okay. Um, in order to meet the criteria for insanity, you have to be found that within that exact moment, not a minute before, not two minutes after, uh, that at least in, I don't know how it is in North Carolina or in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, but in California, it's, you know, we have to know that either they didn't know what they were doing or that they knew what they were doing, but, but didn't believe that it was causing harm of I'm, some, I'm, I'm really simplifying this. Sure, I understand. Um, we know that to a certain extent, there was some premeditation and premeditation doesn't always equate with someone not being insane, right? Because Mm -hmm. someone could be in a longer term state of insanity. Mm -hmm. But knowing what we know about days before and days after interactions he had with other people, there was no indication. I've worked with people found not guilty by reason of insanity who have murdered family members in the midst of their insanity and their psychosis. Uh, There's no indication of that with this guy. So I think we can certainly rule out insanity if we're, if we're going to start checking boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I think that, so if people are going, was he just crazy? Was he insane? No, I don't think so. It's the differential. Um, It's the differential. (laughs) Let's get rid of that. So, you know, narcissism.
0: Yeah. Okay. So So let's talk about that. Okay, go ahead. Let's start. (laughs) Let's start there. Yeah. I mean, does it, it, the idea is it, does he tick the box of being a narcissist? And, I think he does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think he shows up uh, because, so one thing I could say that is portrayed in the documentary that says it to me is that he very much felt like he could get away with it. Mm -hmm. Limitless. So, So he very much felt like he could tell this story that, um, that his wife killed his children and that he had a justifiable reason for killing his wife and then dumping their bodies. Um, And he went on television and pleaded for um, before he admitted to that, he went on television and pleaded for them to find his family. So there was that very classic deny, deny, deny first. Then once you get a little bit caught, create a story (laughs) that you definitely are convinced that people are going to buy. And also the whole time being deluded enough to believe that you can get out of it and go be with your girlfriend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he, he seems to have truly believed that. And like you said earlier, he only copped to exactly what happened to avoid the death penalty. Mm-hmm. That's that screams narcissist to me. Yep. What else? Um, You know, it's interesting.
1: I'm reading this as we're talking about this because there's an article that talks about how calling him a narcissistic sociopath is simplistic.
0: Very. Um, (laughs) It's so
1: complicated, this. uh Yeah, so they said if Watts was so selfish, why didn't he go to trial like 99.9% of Mm -hmm. other high-profile criminals and do what he does best, lie and pretend at at playing, you know, being Mr. Nice Guy. If narcissists are identifiable by the key trait of lying, why did Watts admit ultimately to all the charges against him? Well, I'm going to stop right there. First of all, I don't think that all narcissists just use lying. I think that narcissists use omission and they use partial truths as a sleight of hand. So I I don't, I don't, I think it's a definitive statement. I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Do narcissists lie? Yes, they do lie, but they oftentimes tell partial truths, which is exactly what he did. He told a partial truth. He told initially he, he admitted to killing his wife Mm -hmm. because she killed the kids. Right. The only reason, like you just said, that he admitted to killing the kids is because he was trying to avoid the death penalty. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, why did he admit the truth? Ultimately telling investigators where the bodies were and eventually confessing to their murders, too. Isn't he supposed to be a habitual liar?
0: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Also, I mean, throughout the footage that we watch in the documentary and then like like you said, the social media, uh, he appears at least to me increasingly (laughs) self-absorbed like he gets more and more the way they paint the picture is that he gets more and more self-absorbed and I think you even mentioned um, when we were talking about this earlier like the the fitness level how he's the weight loss and the, he was he would have his kids sitting on his back as he's doing push ups. I get it. All dads
1: want to be a hero to a certain Well, and extent. he was having an
0: affair with a new lover. That's right. And that's also very indicative of that. But after his confession, the police want him to tell them like exactly where he hid the bodies and everything. Like mm-hmm. after he says he dumped the bodies. And instead of him saying that, he says, What's going to happen? That's right. So,
1: you know, they go on into this article and they continue to sort of defend the fact that you know well a sociopath wouldn't do this or a narcissist wouldn't do this and and they said uh then why didn't he go to court roll the dice and put on a smug conceited defense Uh, because a narcissist might a sociopath may not first of all right um there's two different presentations there so i think that this article the irony of this article is they're oversimplifying
0: (laughs) oh yeah i mean Um, most people do
1: Yeah, but it's, but it's interesting because they're trying to say that people who are considering him that are oversimplifying Mm -hmm. and they're doing the same thing. I believe that, um, you know, I don't have all the information. No. You know, we're, we're all, All we're, we're speculating and we're talking about what we do know. But what I do know is he was very calm. He didn't really demonstrate any sort of fear response. He Could have been on the inside. But I don't know. Um, he failed the polygraph, which tells me that um, that's the one part that makes me wonder how psychopathic could he have been.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I agree. Like there's a there's a big part of me that looks at this and says, I think he has narcissistic traits. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as a lot of the people that we talk about on the show in the past, when we've done more deep dives into profiles of really famous serial killers who are very adept at manipulating people and, um, like you say, lying in a way that, you know, partial truth, successful liar basically tells partial truths and um, that pathological narcissism. He's not a very good one. In other words, he just isn't very successful with a lot. And they're prone to depression and suicidality and lots of interpersonal problems. So yes, he was having problems in his marriage and he wanted to kill her and kill his children and everything. But he was, but then uh, on the side, he's having this, like what we would characterize as maybe a better relationship with this other woman and had had relationships in the past. So like that doesn't quite jive. It doesn't add up. And so then I think age, He's,
1: sure. a, he's in his thirties. So w- we know that the onset, the the onset for delusional disorders are usually between 30 and 50. Mm-hmm. So, you know, was there a deeper, and this doesn't justify what he did, but we do certainly know that there was a level of compartmentalization that was going on. And the belief that Shanann and these kids maybe were not his family. Mm-hmm. Um, he was now with this woman and in his mind, you know, we, we, okay. Not to digress too much, but when we talked about, uh, the act yeah, yeah. and was she culpable after every, and she, clearly she had been through a lot of trauma and, but they talked about, um, how, you know, she was so out of touch with reality because of everything that happened to her that she didn't really recognize the consequence. Cause we talked about her having narcissistic traits too. It's yeah. Like, and yeah, it's uh, just more complicated. Than it's that, more actually. complicated than that. So he doesn't have, he, he didn't go through Munchausen's by proxy and didn't have, that. but you know, we can't rule out there. There's personality disorders and psychosis that overlap with one another. And so I do think that this, it is fair In this article to say that calling him a narcissistic sociopath would be oversimplifying it. Do I believe he is narcissism though? Yes. Do I believe he's a sociopath? I don't know if he's quite sophisticated enough and he he bombed the polygraph so that that's alarming. Do I think that there were delusions?
0: Yes. Absolutely. So, was there? Did he have all that like blunted affect that we see yes. so often? Yes. Um, for narcissism, does he continue to make excuses and shift blame? Absolutely. He continues to do that. Now, you know, he's in prison, and he continues to do that. Apparently, so he, he ticks. Yeah. He ticks some of the boxes. But I, what I, what I, one of the things I think is so the reason why people kind of lean into this, like documentary-wise, but also um, just culturally, is because it's more complicated than it doesn't make sense just being a straight sociopath that killed his family yeah like this guy doesn't have a history as far as we know no i mean he's written letters that have said like he you know and again <laughs> take his word for what it is but he has sort of stated with nothing to gain that um he sort of feels like if the f- affair had never happened he, he would never have done this now i get that we don't believe him because we don't believe people who have killed people. We just generally don't believe yeah. them. But also a, a, a sociopath, a narcissist, as we've talked about in the past, there's often when they give interviews or some agenda, they want, you know, TV movies, they want money, they want fame. Um, I don't know that that's Chris's, I haven't seen any evidence of that being Chris's, you know. Mm-mm. I mean, I realize it's early on. A lot of the people we talk about on this show are like really old, you know, 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. Um, So we'll see.
1: And I think that people really want to make sense of something that's incredibly convoluted.
0: Right. Um, And when he's found Jesus in prison, by the way. Everyone's found Jesus in prison. And that goes along with a lot of what we we see. Yeah. But it's also a really hopeless place to be. Mm -hmm. And I very much, I mean, you and I have talked uh, before about how a faith system is a protective factor. It can be, sure. And so he, um, we can, you know, I, of course, threw that fact out as a little bit of a wah, wah, wah. But if I reel it back and think about it, it's very common for people to find um, religion in in jail because it's a hopeless place to be. There's absolutely
1: no solid proof to this, but it's just another wrench in this. So when I was watching, um, one of his short docs on YouTube, I can't remember what it was called there. And I don't know if you picked up on this. It's really not that noteworthy because there's a, not a lot to back this up, but mm-hmm. allegedly there was a relationship with a, a, a man mm-hmm.
0: online, two different men, apparently.
1: Yeah. And a woman,
0: like he had been, how ha- he had been sexually evolved with, um, both sexes. This is the, what they assert.
1: Right, and so we one thing we do know generally about many sociopaths is they don 't really have any sort of orientation right um, they 're seduction addicts, whatever if if that person somehow can feed that supply or or, or, or um, be a means to something mm-hmm. then it doesn 't matter what anatomy you have, so that would certainly fall in line with the narcissism and the sociopathy we We know that pathological narcissists and sociopaths tend to go all
0: ways. Yeah. So that falls in line with, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's kind of what we're saying is that he, <coughs> Excuse me. you know, in assessment, if we're checking boxes, he sort of checks some of the boxes of, of being a narcissist. So he's, we could, we could certainly say as narcissistic traits and we could also, it sounds like what you're saying is we could also say that he's on the sociopathy like spectrum. Yeah. You know that, that, um, not as rigidly defined in black and white as your Bundys and Mansons, and you know, just like it wasn't wasn't that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, he's Robert Hare's not having a heyday with this guy, but yeah, one of but we do see. I mean, I at least what I've seen mm-hmm. is there's no remorse.
0: No, I don't see that, and um, that's that shifting blame and. So there's a, the article that
1: you and I are looking at here, the medium article, and yeah. it's highlighted where, mm-hmm. um, they say I've written in the past about how the one type of man I avoid at all costs cares so deeply about his image as a good man that he hides his discontent and then blames his wife or family for his unhappiness. And I think that's just exactly, we're seeing someone who, um, doesn't want to take any sort of accountability. I got pushed here. Right she made me look elsewhere. Yeah, um, I found someone who actually made me feel a certain way that you were pushy, you were needy. And you know what? The documentary certainly shows her that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, as you guys know, documentaries always have a, an agenda. They're, they're pushing a particular story and that was certainly part of the story that they were trying to assert and also that it was you know they don't really do too much questioning of the impulsivity of his act Mm -mm. which now we there's come to light things he's written Mm -hmm. um in in letters i guess i'm not sure um but things he's written about how he had been thinking about it for weeks how he had um certainly been thinking about the night before Um, how he had attempted to smother the children um, before him and Shanann had the famous argument that's described in the documentary that he had actually thought he had killed the children already. Mm Mm-hmm when they had the a- argument. So like yeah. that changes, changes it quite a bit in my head because if we're looking at the argument as a trigger, that's just not what happened. Right. They were arguing, you know, there's reports of them arguing in public, like on the street in their neighborhood for weeks prior. Right. So, you know, trying to kill the kids, I don't know the night before or early that morning or whatever it was, and then going to kill killing your wife and then being surprised when the kids wake up, because you didn't actually kill them. You didn't smother them enough, I suppose, to kill them. And then then having to kill the kids. You know, so uh, this whole impulsivity that, I mean, I lean towards the documentary sort of suggesting that, it, you know, like his theory, because he goes with that, like, oh, it was impulsive and I yeah. wasn't thinking about it. And it's like, how do you not think about it when you're having an affair and the woman, I guess, says, oh, I'd really like to have you know, your first son, etc. when, um, you know, he's got two girls and I don't know, it's just, uh, it's kind of fakakta.
1: Yeah. I, the, what seals the deal
0: for me is he killed his kids. Yeah. Right. Like and, at and the, the end of the day, and he killed him twice in this, is, oh yeah, in what was, I'm saying, like he tried and they woke up and he did it again. Like the, what?
1: There was no. Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I killed my own children. They wake up. Oh, I got to
0: go back and do that again. I, yeah. I didn't finish it. Because so, there was a choice to make there, right? You there killed your wife and you didn't kill your kids and you killed your wife and like think about it and say like, okay, well, like that didn't work. Like, oh And my did God. he kill his kids and then go in and fight with his wife? Yes,
1: yes. So that whole piece is what throws me. Clearly he's not insane. There's no perceived fear that the kids are some form of the devil that there's none of that going on. He's going, you know what? I need to get to that life. And these kids are part of this life and part of her. Mm-hmm. So they need to, you know, we need to rip this out at the root. So I need to get rid of her and them. And then I can just erase the fact that this life even ever existed. Exactly. And I can start over here. How sick. That's
0: where we get that annihilator. Word. Yeah. Like that's why that, like the family annihilator, whereas he doesn't necessarily fit sort of a stereotype of what a family annihilator is, um, where they kill their family and they kill themselves because it's about uh, often with family annihilators, what I, you know, know tangentially is like they're often trying to save their family from some kind of stress, like financial right, stress. And they kill or, themselves. Yep. Yeah. Some financial stress or or some horrible thing they're trying to say or some delusion they're trying to save them from. Like, you know, right. the world is a full of basket cases and so, you know, we can't be I want to save you from this indignity or the tragedy of being in the world anymore. And right. then, so they'll like kill their whole families and then kill themselves. And that's those are the stories we often hear associated with quote unquote family annihilators. But that isn't what's happening here. No. Except he did annihilate his family. He annihilated his family, and if, if they if the girls are part of her,
1: yes. they have to go. I almost wonder if he would have had sons if that would have been different for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a narcissist too, like that's the an extension of me. Yeah, the mirror that he was looking for, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know anything about the girlfriend, and she comes off really innocent in the documentary, and we just don't know which I don't buy her, her either. Stories changed too her story changes too. You know, I think there's some stuff written about how she kind of lied about her knowledge of him being in a relationship. I think at one point in the doc that she says, Oh, I didn't know at first. And then I fell in love, but then the kinds of comes out that she did, or I don't know, you know, there's, there's a lot of inaccuracies there too. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a, another level of, so we've got, so we've got, a narcissistic traits. We've got um, some sociopathic traits, but doesn't meet the full like what we would normally average. You know, average see in that kind of um, picture. We've got um, questions about like the what you know delusional stuff. That's another piece of this, and we've got questions about how he doesn't exactly fit the family annihilator profile either. So it's like all these factors make it so unique because Mm -hmm. he doesn't just fit into a box we've got those four so far in just what we've talked about so far and then we're not even talking about and which we probably should i guess whatever we know about um
1: we we know very little about her
0: i mean i think that you were saying to me um that she doesn't come off as the picture of health either in this documentary nope Nope. Um,
1: She doesn't. And she came out of a, she came out of an abusive relationship Mm. from what she said. Mm -hmm. Um, He comes in, rescues her. Right. Right. He, they meet online, which uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not why I'm sighing. I'm sighing because I think about when he starts to find the mistress and, the other people and they are all found online everything's online right so how much of this guy's life do we not even how much is how much of a cellar door have we not opened? and there's this whole other chamber of secrets because we're we're this is just what we know she comes up the way that the the documentary paints her is needy pushy a little borderline,
0: yeah. What I the way they they paint her is because they do a lot of you know recent documentaries that are true crime documentaries do a lot of this. I don't know if you've noticed, but they do a lot of the sort of texting and the screenshots yes. of Instagram and the and the little texting and they do the little boop 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 of the texting sound. And it's like that visual mm-hmm. um, because so much of criminal pathology now is acted out online and in texts and Mm -hmm. messages and pictures and things. Um, But so there's lots of text messages and she very much, she comes off like, and again, the police would know better than us because they have all the information. We just know what's in the media. Um, She comes off like very um, avoidant of the behavior he's giving. Like he's giving very significant, clues to the fact that he's not in this anymore that's right and she's pursuing and talking about how they haven't had sex in a really long time he's not
1: touching me and he's He's not touching
0: me and i keep asking for that and he keeps not doing it he's um out late he's never where he says he's going to be all of those very kind of classic clues now i'm not I'm not judging her for that because I think a lot of people in relationships want to believe the best. Well, and if you're married with kids too. Absolutely. And so even if she had somehow thought, you know, I think he's, and I think it, she does say, or in some of the text messages, like she's saying to her friend, like he must be cheating. He must, there must be somebody else. And there were fights about that or something. I, I seem to remember that. So, and he kept, you know, he kept denying, of course, yes, gaslighting of course. her and yeah. gaslighting her about it, which is also very common. Um, you know, not only narcissists do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people backed into a corner who don't want to lose their life, mm-hmm. meaning didn't want to lose his family at that particular junction of time. They lie. Right.
1: They, they're not yet ready to get rid of that.
0: Right. Yeah. Or deal with because he might have wanted to get rid of it but or deal with the consequences of that particular conversation. Right. Um, and some could argue that he didn't wanna have that conversation because then he wouldn't be able to very easily kill them. Mm-hmm. Because if you have that fight and you admit to what's happening, then, then you get kicked out or she leaves or what have you. There's a motive. And there's a motive. And then there's actually, you don't have access to that person. However,
1: he, like you said, he's, he was really unsophisticated because he's unrolling the kids from school and, and doing like the quintessential, you know, just don't let people follow your tracks, guy. He was I mean,
0: very emotional. So yeah. that's another thing that doesn't tick the box it for the not. sociopathy. But for it? narcissism, it does absolutely so that's where it could lean more towards narcissistic traits but not with the f- skill right. of a sociopath no he so, and,
1: and even just the failed polygraph to me is what sells it but it, it is it's very it's a very strange uh it's a very strange case because we want to be able to go people fit here you know i teach psychopathology right now and i tell my students it's like guys the dsm is just a very very like one little piece of the puzzle. Well, it's It's, a blunt instrument. It's a blunt instrument that we have to
0: use. Yep. And it's based on a lot of research and a lot of most um, quantitative research is very black and white and you can only study what you can measure. And that is not how... Humanity. humanity
1: works and so and why that piece of the DSM in the back that says further areas of research mm-hmm. and, and the big piece around personality disorders because it's, it's a
0: huge hole in our field right and so those of us who do this work um, are and one of the reasons I think why we enjoy having these conversations about these cases is because it is so um, gray and it is so so hopefully, you know, we're making clear that he's probably more narcissistic than sociopathic. He's, um, he annihilated his family, but it wasn't because he was trying to save them from something or some, from some delusion. He got caught up. He got caught up and um, got very caught up and confused and was capable of killing his children um we also don't know
1: what kind of pressure he was getting from the girlfriend
0: i've no we have no idea like i don't i don't she's not innocent in any of this either no um did i think that she thought he was gonna kill his family i have no idea yeah we don't know we don't know the conversations they had i have no idea what you know the police might because i'm sure they dumped all their phones and all their information but she wasn't charged so right um I have to just go with that. Like, I don't know. We Mm -hmm. don't know what was going on with that, but I also, you know, him interpreting pressure from her is not necessarily pressure. She was trying to, you know, elicit Mm -hmm. another or um, solicit because like he might've felt. So if we're going to go a little bit more on the narcissistic side, he might've felt as if he was getting pressured but only because he was trying to live. He had her on a pedestal, which is what narcissists do with new people, mm-hmm. you know, put the, put her on a pedestal and was trying to, you know, satisfy the things that she was saying to him. But if she's healthier, she's not going to see that like she was trying to no. get him to do anything. Right. You know, it's just like she could be sitting back and be thinking like, because, you know, if he could do it to this family, he could do it to her family if they had had a family together and she might be thinking about that at this particular moment in time. Um, So he was given five life sentences. Um, uh, He pleaded guilty to nine criminal counts in a deal with prosecutors who agreed not to pursue the death penalty under, uh, under the agreement, Mr. Watts agreed to serve consecutive life sentences for each of the three deaths. Um, In a sentencing hearing uh, in November of that year, Mr. Watts was sentenced to five life sentences without the possibility of parole. So that's kind of like why all these letters he's writing and the things he's saying. I mean, unless I see a book come out. Yeah. Maybe maybe the things he's saying now are sort of like uh, more accurate. Because I don't know what, you know, I don't know if he's got more agenda, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I
1: think that uh, where the media gets caught up to and some of the stuff that I've read is like, you know, you're saying he didn't have emotion, but but he did have emotion. Look at these things he did. And so I think this is where sometimes people get um, mixed up between narcissism and sociopathy because narcissism is incredibly emotionally <laughs> reactive. Oh, my God. And, and I think sometimes. For sure. I think sometimes people equate narcissism with, with lack of emotion and it's honestly the exact opposite. They're so out of touch and so defended that they're incredibly emotionally reactive. Um, and, and if there's covert stuff going on, they are going to demonstrate this nice guy. I mean, half the time we see, uh, narcissists in
0: philanthropic work. Yeah. Right. And, pathological narcissism being different. I mean, you have to have a lot of, you have to have a certain amount of narcissism to do our work. Yes. You have to, because you have to feel like you can be of service and help people. Like you have to, Get up in the morning and feel a certain kind of ego and yeah. and and agency in yourself, that's and right. that that's healthy narcissism yeah. for most. <laughs> yeah, um, and then there are there is a lot of narcissism to be in politics. Yep. and there are some politicians that we revere and think have done lots of good works, and there are some that we don't. Right. Um, to be an actor, to be you know, mm-hmm. like narcissism has to be there. Mm-hmm. Um to but feel like na- you have any, there's a certain amount of narcissism for us to sit here and do this podcast to feel like we have something to share right. with people. It's just, we don't live there. We're not cloaked in it. Exactly. Right? And, and the emotional reactivity right. and um, it, it, the, the injury was not as profound. So <laughs> I'll just say this. I know we're wrapping up, but like in
1: the article, he says, if Watts had no emotion, why did he need to become standoffish before committing murder?
0: Because no one said he didn't have emotion. He has yeah. plenty of emotion. He's not a psychopath. No. I mean, not the not from our conversation today. That no. isn't what that isn't what is represented in the documentary. That's not represented in like the behavior or anything or that his I read about timeline. Him. his timeline, um, how it jumps. Off. And so I can see why people think of the murders as impulsive. Or if the documentary is kind of taking that leaning, um, which he was trying to argue for, I can see why people think that. Because people think that emotional, mur- I mean, uh, impulsive murders are emotional. And so they just kind of go with that like black and white definition. Right. But he was premeditating the murders and also was intensely reactive instead of like impulsive. Like we could say he was reactive and there was an emotional component to it. Um, but it wasn't like she, you know, they got into a fight and he just impulsively decided to murder them. Because in a two thousand nineteen interview, like there's a there are prison interview or interviews with investigators where he confessed that his daughters had still been alive when he put his dead wife's body in his truck, and drove to the oil field where all the bodies were just disposed of. So he's admitting these things, you know, years later, and I and I imagine maybe out of some um, faith system of confession, and feeling like. Um, He's telling the truth or what have you. We, we have to, we're going to go with that. Yeah. And he has
1: five life sense. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he now telling a story, there's even a level of narcissism
0: around that. Well, so, he's being interviewed and yeah, you know, <laughs> so he's, he's sorry, not sorry. He is sorry, not sorry. And in prison for life, which is five lives, five lives. Thank you so much for listening. I believe that we're done with this discussion. We are done. I feel done. Do you feel done? I feel done. Thank you so much for coming here and having this conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> Thanks for coming here. Thanks so much for listening. This is Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Terror Talk. Please check out our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening, and once again, sleep safe.